Welcome to another episode of the Elevated Barbers Podcast. My name is Bradford Kelly, a.k.a. the Business-Minded Barber, and I'm here with... This is Delmore, a.k.a. the Prince, owner of the Royal Lux Grooming, and the co-host of the one and only Elevated Barbers Podcast. Start the show. All right, we are about to get started, and I don't want to hold you all at all any longer because we have the best coming to the stage right now. What up, no? What's up? Oh. Oh, I'm so honored to be here with y'all today. Man, it is a pleasure, pleasure to have you. Uh, thank have you. you. I'm so honored. Yes. So now both of y'all names start with D, and I, I, I say you got to clarify. Yeah, I got to clarify. So <laughs> I'm gonna call you D Best. Yes. D Best, and then D, that's you. Okay. I'm just playing D. Yeah, you just play. <laughs> I'm just playing D. <laughs> I like the hookup you got going on, D. I like the glasses. I like the hat. Yeah. I like yeah, this. Thank you. Trying to look more professional on, on our podcast. That looks good. I asked my students, I said, should I take my hoodie off? They said, no, you're cold. My students love me so much. I was like, is it professional? So break it down. Yeah. So you talk about your, your students. So if for those that don't know, D Best is an instructor. But please plug the plug where you work and where you're able to support the student. Well, okay. So uh, prior to instructing, um, I I cut as a barber solely for uh, over 14 years on two barber shops. I just moved to LA last year from Detroit um, after the passing of my little sister. So um, this was about, I don't know what happened. Is it, am I supposed to be um, just me here? Yeah, just you. Go ahead. Okay. Right. So I moved here um, and teaching always been my dream. You know, I always, you know, wanted to teach um, after cutting. And I also thought that I would want to do both. But, you know, God's plan is so special. Um, you know, you look at other people's journey and then you compare sometimes. Well, you know, all of the, you know, most instructors are also cutting at the same time. Well, yeah. the Lord instructed me to solely focus on teaching and pause on taking new clientele right now because this is my first teaching job. Yeah. Um, for me, I like to affect things that I do. I am fully invested, just like I invested my 14 years to building that clientele up. When I say built it up, I'm talking about $1,200 a day built it up, overwhelmed yeah. in a barbershop, a long list of clients waiting on me. It was overwhelming yeah. Yeah. for me because I had always been the only barber in my shop. I don't know what it was, but um, I never had a shop full of barbers that wanted to work alongside of me. So I've always even prayed for a team, you know? So yeah. this is the first time on my journey, I have a team um, mm-hmm. of yeah. other instructors and they're out there obviously passionate about the industry. But because this was my first teaching job, I wanted to focus on this. Yeah. And then when I moved out to LA, I have been, I don't know if you guys see me, but everywhere on yeah. Hollywood Boulevard cutting yeah. here on the beach cutting here, you know, um, I've been hustling my whole life. And this was the stability that I prayed. Mm -hmm. So I said, I'm gonna take some time and focus on this um, because just like I'm a master barber, I wanna be master instructor. I want to know how to teach um, in a way that even if you get trained, it's not the same as putting time in years. And honestly, you know, I think about, when you think about, you know, teachers and school, you ever, um, you remember like, say you meet somebody that went to the same high school or college as you. And yeah. the first question they ask is, let's just say his name was Mr. Johnson. Oh, was Mr. Johnson your science teacher? Mm-hmm. It's something about 
that teacher that's been there for years that people know that has grown that yeah that has grown that reputation so this is that new thing that I that I am um, focusing on that until the Lord says okay and it's a certain type of clientele it's a certain type of um, if I'm gonna cut hair I want to own the barbershop I, I I truly I'm just grateful that God took me yeah. outside of um, being so busy yeah, yeah. Cutting. I mean, yeah, the money was good, but it wasn't peace for me. Yeah. Everybody's life is different, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's very interesting. I mean, it took a lot of my ego. I had to take it off um, with teaching the students everything that I know. I'm like making a bunch of D-bests out here, you know? Yeah. yeah. To yeah. the point where the they cut in, they almost got cut better than me. You know? That's, what, that's, that's what, a testament to you, though. Yeah. So it takes a certain type of person, self selflessness, yeah. to be able to give what you got to them and support them in that and focus on it's not I want to open shops for them to work in. Yeah. I'm on a business. This is what I, I was I gotta, real right now. Business minded barber. Yeah, you know, yeah. um outside of that barbershop. So I I am a little um I'm on a different path right now. Yeah and the I wanna creating is beautiful. Go ahead D. No, I just want to interject because um Bradford, I think two episodes ago I mentioned something about I don't have the ability or the gift that you have to teach and I can what you said that I have to work on that insecurity. So um, I want to ask you the best because now I have been presented with opportunity to go teach a salon full of girls who are interested in learning how to fade. You know, that's one of their weaknesses. They don't really deal with that side of the industry. But the owner of this place uh, contacted me. She was like, I work with you at the suites and you know, I would love if you could come in, you know, teach our girls how to fade. They're really interested in learning. So uh, I feel like a door may be opening for me to get into, you know, teaching or some type of mentorship and I don't want to shy away from that because of my insecurities mm -hmm. so I want to kind of step into that so what advice would you have for somebody like uh, me who is thinking about you know teaching or doing some mentorship let me tell you something I <laughs> aside from having 14 years in the barber industry as a barber mm -hmm. I had never taught anyone okay um yeah. well okay so I did like one-on-one -on -one classes right and you know I've, I've done a little skill teaching but I had a uh, a problem when I first started with because I was trying to teach them what I knew right away. You you have to learn how to go back to the basics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, I also ask them. Me and my students are growing together. They have never been and well, I have some new students now that are actual barbers. God is ordering your steps. Okay, because the opportunity wouldn't have never presented itself had it not been for you. Okay, yeah. so the fact and all doors when they open are not doors that open from God, but if it was something that you wanted, like teaching, it's it's now it's time. You're never gonna you're gonna learn as you go. Mm -hmm. And I even had to realize um, my students they think I'm a walking book, but I have to even remind them that um, I always refer back to the book. I'll give you a seat. Okay, so I never you know the things I had to pass the state board. I had to know these things. Yeah. Um, but I don't, we don't remember everything in the book. So when they ask me a question, I answer that question with a question. And I tell them to go to the page. We are learning together. I mm. even ask them, um, I'm finding new ways to teach them. They are adults. They're not kids. Yeah. So we can't teach them how we teach children. I mm. found that um, Jeopardy, playing games, they love games. And one thing about adults, just like kids, they love snacks. <laughs> <laughs> they love snacks. We play. My, my students love me because it's 
fun and then I have a passion for it. They know that when I, I am here, because let me tell you, something. even though I've always wanted to teach, I didn't know that teachers didn't make that money. So I'm only doing this because I'm passionate about it, not because it's making me rich, because that's the last thing that is that it's doing. But what it is doing and what it will do for you, as it's doing for me, is opening doors. Yeah. yeah. You know, this and what you're about to do is going to be the beginning. It's just going to be the first door. So it's just like when I walked into the school, that was the first door. But I also had to walk into this classroom, you know, so God is opening doors that are going to open more doors. And as you're teaching, you're going to meet and connect with people who are going to be able to help you open more doors. So I would say, and the reason why cutting hair is easy, you know, like after my, after 14 years, I'm not learning anything new. Why I decided to focus on this, even though it, it was a pay cut, was because I'm learning something. I'm gaining a skill. I'm learning how to be um, a, not just a, a leader. I'm learning how to be, I'm learning how to lead in gratitude. You know, in adults, I have a 35 year old um, student who's been cutting for seven years. So God blessed me when I first started. All of my students was brand new. Oh God, perfect. Yeah. I don't have nobody that's going to challenge me right now. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> all right. Yeah, but soak it up. Yes, yes. And learn a little bit of how to walk. Okay. Um, so then I got this new student and, uh, you know, we have our orientation and they said, well, you have a student who is, uh, he knows it all and he's already a barber, yeah. you know, all these things. And they was telling me all of the, the attitude, right? When I met him, I don't know what it's about. What when you when God when you know that somebody loves you and I'm just here for you I know you know what you're doing so you say right. so you know that's how I you know so you have to prove it yeah. you know so I'm learning um, how to use my feminine power in this. I'm learning how to be, um, people respect women. Men respect women, especially a woman who's here to lead you, especially not astray. So um, it's- Amazing. Let me interject real quick, D, because what you're, you're bringing up really, really good points. Mm -hmm. And I want to echo it so that people really hear some of the depth to what you said. One of the things that you said is <sighs> that doors are going to open so that other doors can open. And some payoffs is not going to be monetary, but they're going to be substantive for who you are. Are as an individual mm -hmm. that is humongous yes yeah. if if you don't realize that money is not the only payoff in life then you'll burn yourself out trying to get this money and be empty on the inside and so what you just brought up the uh the best was <laughs> was a huge secret for a lot of people that are in in this industry to learn how to quantify mm. it, as you learn when you're learning skills can't nobody take that away from you mm -hmm. so you mm -hmm. can shift your ability to make money from just your physical labor to now being able to use your mind, use your mouth and use um, more than just your physical hands. So that's a big key that she mentioned. Hopefully you guys caught that. I want to yeah. just, just yeah. like, it's just like this. We can also compare it to this. If you ask me for some money and I blessed you with it, I, even though you told me that you would give it back, I am not expecting it. That blessing to return to me from you. See, when you give somebody something, it may not always come back in the form that you gave it to them. Yeah. You know, and even if you just gave it to them, let's say it wasn't a loan. Let's say it was just me giving you something out the kindness of your heart. I'm blessing you. Yeah. And some people think, you know, okay, I'm going to give and I'm going to get it back tenfold, right? Yeah. So, which means if I give him $10, I'm going to get $100. Right. I'm going to get 
get it hundred back. Yeah, yeah. But it could be in in a different way. You bless somebody with uh, you gave him ten dollars. He didn't and and he really needed it. Where uh, something will happen and it, it's not in a form of money that you get. You get yeah. it could be anything else. And yeah, with, in a form of impact. The impact. The impact is the biggest biggest payoff for anybody that cares about other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when even as a barber, when you cut the when you cut and you do a service and you know that you lace that person and they or they blend it, they they line is crisp, you got their beard right or whatever they wanted, you were able to achieve it. It's you don't feel the reward just by the payment. You know that mm-hmm. when you when you get rewarded is when they look at themselves and they feel that confidence that they didn't well, have. How about this? Yeah. How about this? The cut was 50. You laced them. You gave them a hundred dollar haircut, right? Yeah. He didn't tip you. Not because he didn't want to, but he couldn't. He didn't have the money. But guess what he did do? Got his interview, passed his test. He sent you 10 more clients. That's another one. Yes. It's payment enough. Yeah. That's a different form of payment. Even if, listen, I have had it where somebody had came in and I, you know, they didn't have, they didn't have the money or, or the client, if anything had happened, say they didn't have the money and I blessed them with a haircut. Yeah. And that, how about this? I got a perfect example for you. Yeah. very first got it. I had moved in. I had moved to Hollywood, right? Yeah. So I'm from Detroit. I'm a hustler, okay? So yeah. I'm out here. I'm trying to build my clientele back up because, mind you, I just left a clientele that I built up for 14 years. Yeah. $1,000 a day was normal. Yeah. I started that over. So I said it was starting over. So I'm coming out here. I'm trying to build this clientele back again. Even though I really didn't want to, I was doing it because this is the gift that God gave me. This is, I know I can make it with this gift. Yeah. So yeah. I went out there on Hollywood Boulevard because I'm walking by it every day. They selling stuff. I'm like, man, I can sell something over here. I know what I can do. Yeah. I out there, I set my stuff up and I didn't know I was nervous when I did it. Like, oh, when am I, how long am I going to be out here until I get my first client? Soon as I set my stuff up, I looked up, I seen this homeless dude walking. He got his hood. I said, hey, I said, let me get you a haircut. He said, I ain't got no money. I said, come on, I want to bless you. It's my first haircut on Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. Hmm. This haircut to this day, this was the man who had schizophrenia. You remember that interview I did? Yeah. Of that uh, young man on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh. That just blew up. Yeah, yeah. It went viral on every platform. It went viral on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. This was just my blessing to yeah. him. It wasn't me trying to, you know, I wasn't trying. Listen, I only had the camera. Let me tell you why. I only had the camera there because people love to be on the internet. Yeah. I'm not a big internet person, to be honest. But people love it. So I set the camera up. So I'm like, people gonna want to get a haircut because they gonna they they're they know they're gonna be being recorded. Yeah. So as much as I didn't want to publicize that, that was what I did, and I just cut his hair, and that turned into me blessing that man, turned into continuous income, clients, and it just continued to trickle down into whatever it built by just me blessing that man out the kindness of my heart, not to gain followers, not to gain clout. I just set the thing up there because I, I needed for people to stop. Yeah. So it started with it, it started with that one man giving them their haircut. And that's what I did every single day. When I set up on Hollywood Boulevard, I blessed somebody else. Mm-hmm. That turned into that. So you know now, every- I do, do want to ask you a question, um D best. Gotta make sure I say the right D. <laughs> um, so because 
I think that is very, very um, a big and it's a humbling thing that you you did to leave Detroit from making over a thousand dollars a day and stepping into stepping into California with no clientele and wanting to build. Mm. What made you do that? Well, okay, so my little sister, Lucky, um, she was killed two years ago. Uh, three days after Christmas, this her ashes. Say, what's up, Lucky? What's up, Lucky? It so broke lucky. my heart. And um, I was still in Detroit at the time. And when that happened, I was like, when we found her, she was in the snow, you know, dead in the snow. Mm. And um, I just knew that happened in December. I just knew, I said, I can't, I can't live here. I can't see snow again. Mm-hmm. So as hard as it was for me to just close my shop, and I had just opened it a year ago, I couldn't stay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to trust God. That was the story of Abraham. He said, just go. Honestly, I really didn't care what happened. If I was working in Luigi's kitchen, I was hurt. So I had to, I'm going to, I had to, um, I had to go. Yeah. So, so that's what I did. My, my, uh, my boss, Miss Bessie just walked in. Miss Bessie, come over here. <laughs> come on, Miss Bessie. They asking me my story. They talking to me about my story. What made me come out here to Hello. California? Hello. Hi. How you doing, Miss Bessie? How are you doing? Very good. Good. Good, good. Welcome to Elevated Barber's Podcast. I'm sorry? So welcome to Elevated Barber's Podcast. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Pleasure, pleasure. (laughs) Amazing, amazing educator. Amazing. We are so happy to have her part of our family. Oh, we yeah. have we yes, happen to have on the podcast. Listen, she just saying that, y'all. She did it. She's saying No, she's an inspiration to all the students and um her words of wisdom and her knowledge oh. and understanding and just giving all that knowledge to the students really amazing. So she's a really good team player, and we're so happy to see her. And this is her first educator position, but I think that she's going to go along with it. Oh. And, and I think she's part of the family, and I would never want to let her go because of the knowledge that she has. Oh, that is Aww. one. That's the nicest thing I ever heard her say about me. Thank you, too. Thank you, Miss Bessie. Oh, that's touching. Yeah, she's sweet. Yeah. But get back to your story, though. So so you didn't want to see snow anymore. So that's, no. this is the reason why you moved to California. So how I would I would be very depressed? So I was like, OK, I just got to leave. So I closed my shop and that was really hard. That was like it was one of the hardest assignments, actually, that I had to do was close my shop and come out here with no clientele, yeah. um, with nothing. And then I didn't have. But what I did have was a job offer from Palm. Oh, okay. I did have that. Um, but I didn't have my California barber's license yet. So I had, oh God, this oh, is this, this, this is me. This so I had come out here and um all I needed to do was take my test in because my license had been 14 years ago. I got my barber's license in Florida at North Florida Institute. So um, because they couldn't, even though I had the experience and they seen my license in the system, my school closed. So I couldn't get no transcripts. I had a really hard time getting information from my school. So the board made an exception since they could see that I had gotten my license that I had needed to just take the test. Okay. And I'm like, okay, this is about to be easy. It wasn't as easy as I thought. Yeah. Um, Mm. I failed the test twice. the written you're talking about? Huh? Just the written test you're talking about, right? Yes. So all of this, I think I thought I knew everything. 
you know, I um, failed that test and I was so discouraged when I failed it. I'm like, okay, you know what? I took some time. I think I, I, I stopped doing it and I started hustling. I'm like, you know what? I can go out there and make my own. That's why I ended up on the street, on the beach. You know, people think that what I was doing was for the internet, but it, I was doing what I had to do to survive. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to survive. I couldn't go to a barbershop. Then um, I met the, uh, from in the cut barbershop, I met um, this guy from Detroit. And he let me cut in there while I studied for my state board. And I was so confident this time. And I took the test again and failed it. I said, I, I'm done with this. You know, this is, I think this is a scam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that again. Yeah. And I took a break and I, you know, kept hustling. And um, it was, uh, I, I just really got tired of hustling. And when you when you hustling, when you hustling, I do want to clarify, make sure. On the beach, cutting hair. Cutting hair on the beach. <laughs> on the street, house yeah, yeah. No, 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 no illegal activities. No, no, no. no. House I mean, she, was, she was a criminal barber at that point, but. <laughs> just um, because I wanted to do things the right way. I didn't yeah. want to end up in a barbershop cutting hair um, without a license. unlicensed. Yeah. yeah. So I had to survive though. Yeah. Um, the people that would let me cut their hair, I cut their hair. And then yeah. no matter where we was at, we'd go yeah. on top of the mountain, we'd go <laughs> wherever you yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it was, um, I, it was just a lot more growing that I needed to do. And honestly, I feel like if I had came out here and got that job, um, it, it was, I wasn't in the right mind space yet. You know, yeah. I feel yeah. like I, this is very, this is for somebody that's watching that know that they want something, but the door haven't opened yet. And you keep working toward it, but you keep failing. But failing is maybe just God is not saying no forever. He's just saying no for now. You're not prepared. I was not prepared for this, the magnitude of this. And had I took that job at Army, I wouldn't be at Laka. This is my family. This is where I feel like I can grow here. They are helping, molding me to become a great instructor. You know, I probably would have got kicked out the door. You know what I'm saying? You know, not because I'm not worthy, but because I wasn't ready. Yeah. I wasn't ready. My frame. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so grateful that I ended up here and not anywhere else. Time. God's timing is so perfect. It's impeccable. You yeah. be thinking that you know, you like, you know what your your plans is gonna be, but you can appoint, but he can always disappoint. And his appointments are better than your appointments in at the end. So or how about this? He opens the door for you and you ain't ready and you fail and you mess up the opportunity and your reputation to go anywhere else. You could do that. Yeah. So I'm grateful that when God said no and he closed that door, you know, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Cause you don't, yeah. That reminds me of like different experiences that I've had where you can tell that if something would have went the way that you wanted it to go, it would have been worse <laughs> in that in the latter end. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, Delmar, I know you had a question, so I didn't want to cut off. Go ahead. No, I was just going to interject. Uh, I definitely can feel where you're coming from, uh, losing a loved one that you're close to. Because um, I went through that exactly two years ago, mm, and sorry. you know, I still was going to work, still was going to work, still was washing my face, but deep down on the inside, mentally, I wasn't I was non-existent mm. so you know you you deal with the pain and you deal with the emotions of lo losing somebody and it takes time mm. and 
uh, like I shared on the previous episode that I felt like I started catching my stride and started coming back into myself towards the end of last year. So now it's like I'm at a point where I'm good with the result of what happened. I'm at peace with it. Um, and then oh. your camera went out, D. Was it your sister or brother? Oh, he completely cut off. <laughs> we, he'll, he'll be back in a second. There you go. I know what's happening. What is it? His loved one said, what's up? I ain't, I ain't pressing no buttons. Let me you, get my real camera so Andre's edit. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. <clears throat> that, is that your brother or your sister? So this was my mom, my mother. I'm so, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, this Ooh, is my mom. Nah, but like I said, I'm at you know peace with it. I was at peace with it when she passed, but you know you still deal with the the emotional roller coaster. Yeah. But now I'm laser focused on you know becoming a better host on on this podcast, becoming a better co-host for my brother Brad, and uh, just elevating in all aspects of life: personal, spiritual, business, financial, everything. Oh, just goddess. working on my personal development. Yeah. You won't so wait. I, your mom was saying, what's up? That's what happened to your camera. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom, what's her name? <laughs> her name is Sharon. Sharon, she watching. She's watching you. She's so proud of you. Yeah, I believe she would be. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that. Yeah, I, um, I love what you guys are, are sharing because this is real stuff that we go through, you know, in life. Um, you can you can look at craft and you can look at, at being a barber or even just whatever you're trying to accomplish in life. And you look at it so much that you can forget that you're a person and you're going to deal with things that go, go on in life. Um, yeah. there, there's a lot of different ups and downs that happen in life, but there is a depth that you have to have as a as a person that allows yourself to grow. You know, mm. if you don't allow yourself to grow through life, then whatever you bring yourself to will not get the best version of you. Mm. So mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's key what you guys are both mentioning is because you guys were able to accept what, you know, has happened in life and grew through it. Mm. You know, grew through it and as you grow then you get those opportunities that the doors may open and you're more ready to take advantage of the opportunities that are presented so i wanted to ask you the best um <laughs> as you moved out to california and you began to go through this journey of um as you were saying how you were cut on the streets just to make sure that you could make ends meet you were doing these different things you blew up on instagram you blew up on facebook um your your life began to move in a direction that showed your positive mm -hmm. um that's one of the things that I was attracted to you for when we um first connected when I met you at the NorCal Barber Expo last year was your positive energy. Like it was infectious. Mm. It was and that was actually that was a really, really hard day for me, actually. Um Really? I, yeah, I didn't even make it to the whole expo. Um, so God had been moving in my life and uh, I had decided I wanted to be sober. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that was my first social event, sober. Wow. So I was a little, I felt a little, I don't know, you know, not as comfortable as I should have been because this was new. Plus yeah. I went through, you know, everybody's drinking and, and it just, I just felt a, a weird way. Um, so I, but you made me so comfortable because you can't talking to me. Who, me? Yes. You sat right next, you sat right next to me. Yeah. And you kept asking me questions and it was funny because we kind of was going back and forth, right? You remember yeah. that? I was, I was telling you. Yeah. I was <laughs> everything he said. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was funny. But he was, you know, asking me questions and I really, I just really appreciated that time that you yeah. took, you know, in the mid, in the night hour. Um, yeah. 
for it was uh, the mixer when we was yeah. supposed to be out there. I don't know if you had a drink or what, but I had the Shirley Temple. So yeah, because I, I don't drink, and so I felt like I was gonna be uncomfortable in that environment. Just I was like, man, everybody gonna be toasted, and I'm just gonna be sitting here. Yeah, so I was, <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? So I'm about to challenge him. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it was it was It was such a it was such an interesting event. So for me, so when I get there. You was thriving. That was a good time for you. I know, but it, like I'm comfortable with people. <clears throat> like, I'm, I'm that's just my natural element. But the perception that I had of the event, I was nervous. I was uncomfortable. I was sitting there at the bar with the um, with the with the lady, and she was just like, "So," because I was early. Like I saw that you were there early, and I was there early, and I was like, "Okay, I don't know." I saw you because I saw you on Instagram. You was just like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be here at the North Carolina Barber Expo and all this <laughs> stuff," and so I was just like, "Okay, I." Read recognized who you were but i didn't know you and so i was like man she's she popular man like i, I can't just walk up to her so then i saw you were sitting outside and I, I went to the bar and i got me a shirley temple and i was i was talking to the waitress or the bartender and she was just like yeah so nobody's really here yet except for that group out there and so i looked and i was just like oh man that's that that's that popular girl right <laughs> so i was just like all right i'm just gonna have to go over here and say what's up and just act like i'm supposed to be be here kind of thing but i felt so <laughs> he said act like i was supposed to be here kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> so i felt so no, you fit right in you but know what, what you it was came. what it was was your it was your ability to receive me mm. and your ability to include me that mm. was two things that i didn't know if i was going if it was going to work so when i came over there and i was just like hey y'all you were like hey what's up you know like you you greeted me mm. and i was just like you mind if i pull up a chair and you was just yeah. like no nah, go ahead pull up a chair right here you told me where to sit and so I put <laughs> my chair right there and then I just introduced myself and then we just began to engage mm -hmm. and I appreciated the fact you were you you shared the moment with me like you didn't make it feel weird where I was just sitting there and then mm -hmm. I just had to listen to y'all that were already talking but yeah you, you brought me in so thank you for that oh thank you you and you know what one thing about you you have a gift and it's uh you 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 never change but people that's not you'll never grow you're always the same you know how like um you know how somebody say man every time i see him he ain't never he's always the same yeah, yeah, yeah. from the moment that i met you the business minded barber how you speak um it's something very powerful about the man that you are you are going to be very wealthy because of how you set yourself apart you're not the same as people you are always going to come off as intelligent as um curious because that's what you came off to me as you were very curious you're intelligent you also are very resourceful you know even though you were learning and you were sharing us maybe little things that you, you you know you put on very well so that's one thing about you all you missing is a suit oh yeah, mm. yeah. no i got those you got plenty of them <laughs> well, you, you, look, you set yeah. I really appreciate your business mind. Thank you. That's me too. very, very admirable. Thank you me too. very much. Brad, Brad has Don't inspired me in more ways than he knows. Popular. You said what? Don't ever try to be popular. You are always going to be popping because guess what? The one who got the bag they gonna come your way. Mm. So don't worry about followers, you know, the little things that's gonna come as you grow. You know, uh, I I remember United Barbers Club, when I met them, they did my very first interview and really? they made me feel so special. Yeah. You know, I've always had 
this deep love for them. I watched them grow from a thousand followers to 10K. Yeah. And I met them, what year was that? It was almost five years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. I met them at the LV Barber Expo one year. I still had locks. So it was a long time ago, maybe more than five years ago. But they've been going at it for that long. Yeah. They have been literally working on it for that long when people didn't see the vision. They were, you know, they kept, and when they go on live and they only have two, three people, they talking to them like they talking to a million people. Yeah. Wait, I want to I wanna interject right here because this is very profound for what we're doing with the podcast. Because sometimes it can be discouraging looking at the views and like, hey, this episode got three views, but it's really not the views that we're doing it for. We're doing it because, one, we're posting great content. We're also making great connections with other barbers who are like-minded and elevating it. And then eventually it's going to pay off. Yeah. Let me tell you you, know? you see people that stay consistent and eventually it's just going to be that one time when mm-hmm. your video blow up, guess what those people are going to do? Listen, I had so many videos on TikTok that didn't do anything, right? When I had, I made one viral video that took everybody to my page that began to watch all of my content. Yeah. Everything behind that one video suddenly yeah. began to matter. Yeah. And all these videos, I was like, oh, I need to go delete this. I need to delete this. I need to delete this. Because <laughs> everybody is watching. They said it's like a series. You could just go back and watch the transformation. Some things I want to delete, but it matters that consistency. It yeah. matters that you keep the same energy because they are going to be watching. Elevated barbers is going to elevate. Yeah. This is just the beginning. And you the kind the quality of the content right now is crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. You know, so keep that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. I appreciate that too. Quality of your content, how you do the videos, it's trendy. You know, everything looks great. The only thing that's because God is developing you right now. Because guess what? If everybody was watching now, you're still on a journey of discovery. Mm -hmm. He can't, he's still developing you. So we can't be on top just yet. The climb, you're going to look back and you're going to have so many videos that people can go back to watch that you are going to be able to take a break. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Looking forward to that break. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to have so much content, you could be able to pause for a season. Yeah. And they're going to be waiting for what's next. Yeah. Yeah. I decree and declare, you know what they say, excuse me, but if three of us is present and God is in the midst of us, so if we touch and agree on elevated barbers' elevating. This is just the beginning of a multi-million billion dollar platform for barbers. And because it's not just about you and it's about other barbers, it's going to grow. Yeah. yeah, It's not a selfless thing. It ain't like y'all on here just talking to each other. Yeah. Right. You know, That's how we started, but the goal was always to have guests. That's how you just started. Want to lay the foundation first, right. And even, even in those conversations to each other, it wasn't just us talking to each other about us. It was still yeah, us was- talking to each other about industry and and how to elevate and how to grow. It was still always about the listener, always still about the audience, always still about who we're trying to serve. So we have a servant's heart, both me and Delmar, you know, and a lot of times- You're building your family right now. That's how I ended up, you know, the fact when I, um, um, Lonnie and Tamil chased me down at the airport in Las Vegas, they'll tell you the story. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, they did. Chased me down at the airport and I was, in my opinion, I was nobody. I had a great image. I was walking around, you know, the laws of attraction. This is what attracted these people to me. I know, I knew the BB show inspired me. When I would go to the Bronner Brother Hair Show, they would have on costumes. It was big. It was a show. So I said, 
when I go to a barber expo, I'm gonna show. Yeah. So I was, did you come to the one in New Orleans? No, in I've never been in New Orleans. And I took a, you know, I've take, I've been on a little break since, you know, moving. I just getting back out to the shows and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but the BB show inspired me. I know what a hair show is supposed to be like. So yeah. I wanted to. So I come and show up. This is when they found me. I'm walking around the LV Barber Expo. I have my uh, showgirl. She in a big showgirl outfit, and I'm dressed all up. I got security with me. I don't need security. <laughs> I was creating the image. Yeah. Because we are in control. We create our image. And then yeah. it was me creating my image. Now I'm walking in God's image. I'm, I'm allowing him to lead me, but I was not humble, you know, but they found me and wanted to interview me and they made me feel important. Yeah. What y'all are doing there, making people feel and giving them an opportunity to reflect. And it, it, it's, it's special for the person on the receiving end. Yeah. So if you keep doing that, your family is going to continue to grow because the people that love me, they're going to watch you. Yeah. <clears throat> that love the people that's on a platform on your podcast, they're going to continue to watch it and it's going to grow. It's going to take some time. It may not, who knows, but don't stop. Yeah. yeah. You just getting started. Yeah. There's, there's always going to uh, be growth when you're going through a process. So that's what we yeah. in and stuff. We in a process, we in development. Like you said, we in a, in the journey of discovery. I like, I like that. I'm uh, so proud of y'all. So I do want to dive more into you, though. Like, you, you, there's still some depth that we haven't uncharted <laughs> territory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really interesting being able to have conversations with someone like yourself because you have so many different facets to who you are. Um, there's something that I've been able to witness, but I don't really have the education on it. Um, maybe you can share with us. What is heal mode? Okay, so after Lucky passed away, yeah, um, I was in heal mode. Mm. And, uh, that's what um that's what this is. So this was the very this this was the last thing she said on her story before she died. She was about to drive in the snow and she was like, I don't even care. God got the wheel. And this is one of the um shirts. Um so it was just the mode I was in. You know, I was in healing. I was um, yeah. so I always just you know, I never liked about I have always been a business-minded barber like you, right? Yeah. And so I like to create my my own things. Yeah. Just like the little barber book. This is my uh I'm an author. What? So nice. this was before you came. Um I'm actually about to republish the book. Okay. So nice. actually the United um United Barbers Club did an interview with me and Ella. Um I re I released this book during COVID. It was four years ago. Um okay. this is the little barber which is first ever barbershop book with activities in the book. So I um made this wrote the book and illustrated it and this is the and this is real pictures beautiful that's tight. Um, that's tight and at the end of the book it is an activity book okay so this activity yeah. book has um word cross puzzles and it also comes with crayons yeah. so you can oh that is beautiful dude. engage it your is. child and the so this is it's an advanced children book too so your kid could even write in a book how did the little barber inspire you and um it teaches health and safety in a barbershop the little barber needs to what? know what not to touch and so um this book was also um what yeah i uh had this book registered with osha so it, it it's um it could teach what you. so yes and 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 let me tell you divine, divine timing because when I 
first, I was about to have um, a book release when mm-hmm. when we got shut down for COVID. It shut down the whole thing. So the book mm-hmm. never really got the, the attention that it yeah. so deserved. But since I'm in the school now and um, I'm getting back into the shows, I had just talked to Lonnie today about yeah. relaunching this and having uh, my own booth at uh, the For the Culture Barber Battle this year. Nice. Next yeah. So it's coming back out. Yeah. It's divine timing again. In order to put these things out, you got to have the money. I moved out here. I had no clientele. I ain't have no money. Yeah. So I couldn't republish the book. So God's divine timing. Do y'all know that song? Ooh, I think that I found myself a cheerleader. Yeah. You remember that song? Yeah. That song originally released in another country like 19 something. 13 years later, it re released. And it went triple platinum. It was just the wrong time. So mm. now that I'm in the school, I have an opportunity with the school and, you know, maybe other schools, but God's divine timing. You know, yeah. I've just taken my time with it. I still, you know, the book is done. And I was going to, funny because I was going to update, it, you know, um, but I said, I don't want to change this. This was my first book, but mm. I'm working on so this is why I didn't want to go back to cutting in a barbershop because I'm working on children's books. Yeah. I so to be a six-figure author. What inspired you to, to create this book? So in my mess, um, <laughs> I was separating, you know, from my ex-wife and I was sleeping at my first barbershop. And we had joint custody of my daughter, Ella. She was two years old. So she would spend days at the barbershop. And my clients, to entertain her, would let her play cut their hair. So I started taking pictures and she knew how to do everything. She knows what the one guard looked like. When I was doing house calls, even out here, um, she would go with me. She's the little barber in yeah. real life. She yeah. can do it. So I just started taking pictures. And um, after I closed my first shop during COVID, um, I just decided to take my time, take some time off cutting hair. I always um, took my time to do other things. I never mm-hmm. like to be put in a box. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, this happened a long time ago when I was at the barbershop and I left the barbershop and I went over to the mall and I ran into one of my clients at the mall. And you know what this client had the nerve to say to me? What? what you doing here? You're supposed to be at the barbershop. Said, <laughs> That's it. I don't want to be put in this box that she's a barber. She's only supposed to be at the barbershop. Yeah. Like we can be so much more. Yeah. Now it's crazy how people have that perception of us because they feel like we're so tied to the chair. Like, like we don't have a regular life outside of the shop. Yeah. Like, uh, you do recognize I'm human, right? This is just yeah. my occupation. <laughs> so I just time to come out the box. So that's why I said, you know. Just focus on teaching and um, trying to make some time to keep working on the books. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the books. I want to be an author. Yeah. And that's, that's the way to passive income. Yeah. That's going to be that's going to be a very good route for passive income, because I always talk about this is, you know, we're, we're in this space as barber beauty professionals. We're in the space of selling a service. But anytime that you sell a service, that means you have to sell your time. You have to sell your body. and You have to sell your energy. But if you can learn how to disconnect your time from your money maker, mm-hmm. then that's when you get a chance to have actual freedom because time plus money equals freedom. So when you start to learn how to sell products, whether it's a digital product or a physical product, you have now created an avenue in which you are able to make money without having to spend more time, more energy or your body. Because once you get through that phase of writing the book and making sure it gets out the way that you want it to, you can sell that book for 20 years plus and still be making money after that initial effort. Boom. Now it's just going to be money that you make on the back end. And so yeah. you're, 
We don't, as barbers, we don't have enough books. That's facts. Yeah, true. So, you know, I, I'm just taking that, you know, I, I have clients that have told me like, you know, you should, you should do it, you know, and how to build their clientele again. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. I want to teach them how to do that. Yeah. Cause I did it. Yeah. I'm not better than the 40 year old barber that's still doing it. Yeah. But, and it ain't got nothing to do with age. It's just what I want to do next. I get bored. Yeah. You're building a totally different client. Mm-hmm. You're building a clientele, yeah. but it's just a totally different, um, it's a totally different version of it. And the clientele yeah. that you're building is bigger than the room that you're talking to. That's mm-hmm. what's crazy. That's what's crazy. When you become an instructor, your your ability to connect goes way further than just that classroom. You're affecting lives that are going to continuously change and hit other people. Mm-hmm. They'll be repeating yeah. something that you said to them in class to somebody else at the shop and be like, nah, you know, you really got to think of it like this because it's all about God's divine timing. Come and on, now. Be like, Man, you right, you right, you right. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're impacting and your clientele is building in a different, different way. And your payoff is coming in a different way because you're creating impact. You're not just creating influence. Mm-hmm. You're not just mm-hmm. telling people what they need to do. You're changing the way that they think, the way that they mm-hmm. they move, the way that they even look at the industry. You're impacting them in such a deep way that as a person, they're going to develop. And they, they, they'll they always be able to look back at you and be like, man, you took that class with D-Best? Oh, mm-hmm. man, that one was fire, huh? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're doing it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I really appreciate that. You're doing my best. Hey, you're doing, right. you're, doing, you're doing your best. Yeah, they, literally. They, yeah, they're getting their, your, their best from you too. Mm-hmm. This is a key thing that um, we had a we had the ability to have Tyreek Jackson on one of the episodes, and he mentioned something that stood out to me. He said, "When when you uh, when you take the time to really go after your dreams, when you achieve your dreams, you become a part of somebody else's dream." Mm-hmm. The dream that they may have, they'll envision you and be able to build their own dreams through what your dream was. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So the fact that you're going and you're you're pressing past the things that you had to deal with in Detroit, the things that happened with your sister when you got out here and you press past, you know, how are you going to start doing clients in the, with no license and different things of that nature? And you said, okay, well, I'm, a, I'm just going to start giving blessings. And now that I, you blow up on Instagram, you blow up on Facebook, and then you continuously grow and you didn't get in at Paul Mitchell at the beginning. But as time goes on, now you're here at the lock and you're like, man, like I'm really achieving my dream. But now your dream is going to affect those that have dreams. Yeah. Coming to your class, it's going to be on. And be able to tell them about all of my failures and all of my disappointments and be able to tell them like, you can do it still. You can still make yeah. it. You know, you can still, and even in your mess, the mess turned to a message. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's deep. I like that. The mess turned into a message. And every test becomes a testimony. I like that. I like mm-hmm. that. So I, I got a question for you, D-Best. I got to um, ask. <laughs> can you share a memorable experience or a story from your journey? in the industry uh, a memorable story yeah um you know actually yes i can i gotta i have something for you i show my i show my students this one second let me grab something for you. okay so this is what i show my students this is um my wall of fame i'm gonna blow it up this was a bunch of pictures this is when i was in this is when i met um lonnie and tamil at united barbers club that was my show girl i was telling you about yeah that's how i would show up 
right? Um, I was a show barber, okay? That's what I love to do. My favorite, favorite thing, and this, this is when I learned um, how to be humble, okay? Uh, I had all of these, we know men in the industry, they love women, okay? Mm -hmm. So I had these show girls, like Hooters girls. They were all dressed up in shirts with my face on it and everything. And I got a party bus. We was going to the barber. Uh, we was going to Motor City Barber Expo in Detroit. And I had all of them in there and I competed. And I got on the bus and I'm all thinking I'm all sweet and everything, you know. And we had the biggest crowd at the expo, okay? All of the people there, we all dressed in white. I have the girls putting flyers everywhere. And I just know, because I could cut. I was I was cutting too really well. You, I just you know. came out like a boxer. Yeah. <laughs> I learned this from the BB show. What is it? It's yeah. a show. Yeah. yeah. And this is entertainment. Yeah. yeah. And my that's what my perspective was of the bar, of how it should be. I want to bring this show. I want to give them something to look at. You know, so much so that at the LV Barber Expo, Floyd Mayweather noticed me. He, you know, I, I was striving off that. That was my ego. Yeah. I wasn't humble, but I was living. All right, so I get there. I'm on the stage. I check this out. <laughs> I'm holding my razor in the air. Everybody's screaming. When I say D, you say best. D, best. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going crazy, you know? Um, and I cut some hair. I cut that hair, right? Guess who won third place? Not me. Guess who won second place? Not me. Guess who knew? I was like, oh, she, she ain't won third or second. Everybody in the crowd, they getting ready for me, about to pull me on the stage and everything. First place goes to, it was not the best. Everybody started acting crazy. Everybody trying to figure out <laughs> what happened. What's going on? Two things happened. All right. This is what I learned about the answers. A guy came from Miami. He invested a lot of money in this show. Obviously, they gave him first place. He didn't, he didn't even think he won. He was even coming to me telling me, like, you won this. But they had to give it to him. He invested in this show. And two, they like, well, she already thinks she won. We about to show her something. Black ball. Beyonce never got a Grammy. <laughs> I was hurt, but it taught me something. Oh, God, my ego was crushed. I had to get back on that party bus with all of my people. <laughs> that right there, that was a blow to the ego, but it taught me something. A lot of on my journey in the beginning of my um, career, this, this girl with these locks um, wasn't humble. And um, it was me and my flesh. So mm -hmm. now God leads me. Now I give him the glory. Now it wasn't me, you know? So yeah. uh, the highlight though, I mean, I had time. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was getting all of the love and it was a great time. You know, I would, I was showing out, look at this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you was feeling yourself. I you know, <laughs> that's, you know, <laughs> that's how Lonnie and Tamil met me. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that was a highlight, uh, taking that outfit, that showgirl outfit and putting it on different girls to go to the city, you know, yeah. and just living it like I was a rapper. You know what I used to say? I'm the Diddy of the, bar I'm the, the, the DJ Khaled of the barber industry. We the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that was. I really, really enjoy hair shows, not just barber battles, but the show. Yeah. I like the show.
Yeah, that's uh, a it's, good it's, story. Yeah, I, I kind of have a similar story in the sense that I thought I won and everybody that was with me thought I won. But the so I participated in the barber uh, battle for context um, in Baton Rouge where, I, where I'm at. So I for sure had the best cut, <laughs> but I didn't have any I didn't have any experience in competing in barber battle so i didn't know it's about using um enhancements and glitter and the more stuff you use the more stuff judges look at and this one guy his haircut was not even close to mine but one of the judges was his teacher in new orleans he was from new orleans and he supposedly wasn't supposed to make the show because he was in the hospital that week now i'm not denying that he you know didn't have anything wrong with him but i mean you put two and two together he's from new orleans one of his teachers is a judge he has this espn 30 for 30 story about he wasn't supposed to make it and so eventually I lost but I get on the elevator and everybody who's getting on the elevator with me like bro you obviously had the best cut I'm like I know that but the judges ain't know that <laughs> they gave it to you know yeah, yeah. And- yeah, I'm, the story. I'm, I'm judged too. It's mm-hmm. love favoritism. So yeah. you know, I don't want to say that in this courage, the barbers that are really trying hard and they really, you know, they want to compete in, you know, I don't want to, cause it's not always like that, yeah, but right. there are times, you yeah. know, but that only thing that does is that should just make you want to work harder and want to yeah. make that cut to be under night. Yeah. So you know, it, it happens. Even, if you, even yeah. if you don't win a trophy in the minds of the people that look, you won. You but know? it's yeah. still, still a blow. It's still a Blow. It's still a blow. Yeah, it's it still is. A blow. It's still gonna be a blow. Family, it's the ego though. It's the ego that take a blow. That's good for us because we shouldn't have no ego. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but we flesh. But yeah. you know, so. and this industry ain't nothing but vanity. This, yeah. this whole industry is about it. So yeah, yeah. I, I, and I noticed that. I, you know, I ain't gonna say nothing. But yeah. that's another thing. Um, that when I met you at that actual expo, got it. Um, I did. I was fast, mm. and um, I wasn't drinking. And the Lord was showing things that I didn't like. Um, so I didn't even stay because I seen a lot of that vanity and a lot of it wasn't about the people that was competing. Nobody shouted out the vendors and it was all about let me get my camera on that stage. Let me record me on the stage and I didn't want to be a part of that. It didn't, yeah. it didn't feel good to see that happening when you got all of these people that came to travel. They yeah. all came, you know, like, show some love. Come yeah. outside yourself. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just seen it. And I, I was supposed to be, you know, I was supposed to be hosting that show. Yeah, that's what I thought you were. Like, hey, I, I, ain't gonna fight, I ain't gonna fight on this stage for no, you know, for no, I, yeah. I, I couldn't be, I couldn't do that because for me, it wasn't about me. It was about them. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it, was, it was crazy, man. She came fitted, dude, too. She had, she was fitted. She, uh, she had the cowboy fit. You had your cowboy Hat and everything, and I, I saw have a good time, look good, and yeah, you did it. But yeah. I did notice that I didn't see you because I saw I saw you, and I was because I you remember I, I don't know if I hit you up, I but see, I was like, you you were sitting there with Faze by Armani doing an interview with United. Yeah, that's yeah. what I see, and that's when you probably kept seeing me because I kept popping over there and trying to see when y'all was done so I can um get my bags from behind. Oh, for <laughs> your bags, yeah. like, y'all holding up. Your you, know, you know, I came, I came with Lonnie and Tamil. Oh, so, for that yeah. show. We came together. Those are my brothers. Oh, I didn't know you came with them. Mm-hmm. Man, that's tight. Yep, those for, my for context, may I ask who is Lonnie and Tamil? Oh, yeah, yep. we're going to bring them up on the stage. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll show them on the video. But 
United okay. Barbers Club. Yeah, United okay. Barbers Club. My boys, man, I'm talking about the love that they got for the industry and the people is so selfless. Yeah. And that's what I admired about them. But when I was at that show, I didn't, the things around me, um, it didn't, ooh, I just got my deposit from Facebook. What I tell y'all, they just dropped $128 on me. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's that fast. Yeah. That's that fast. Yep. Yes. To compliment what you're saying, uh, D-Best, I got to keep remembering. Um, no, United Barbers Club has grown, bro. Like when I first met them, when I first met Tamil and I met Lonnie, it was at the Bay Area Barber Battle in Santa Rosa or something like that. And it was like a, like two years ago, two or three years ago. And they were the Sacramento Barbers Club. You remember that? Mm. Yeah, you knew him at Sacramento. And then I, I remember engaging with them and I was just like, okay, yeah, but I'm not I'm not from Sacramento, so I don't see my connection to what we're talking about. And mm-hmm. then um, and then when they came back, no, I started following them out as Sacramento Barbers Club, but I didn't join. And so I was just like, okay. But then they shifted and they became the United Barbers Club. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like this, you're you're not just trying to, it's not Sacramento versus the world. That's what mm-hmm. I was thinking it was. That's yeah. why they changed it. That's yeah. why they too, yeah. Yeah, but it made more sense. Like they were trying to be a club that unites the barbers. And I was just like, oh man, yeah, that's like, I'm definitely going to be a part of that. So mm-hmm. it's been good to see their journey and that's a goal of mine is to have Tamel and Lonnie on the show. Yeah, it's and you know what? On the Even show. though this is podcast as well, I gotta say this: it is it's so many so many barbers in the world, you know. Um, and it's okay with showing other barbers love. When you go in the grocery store, how many bread brands is up in that? The biggest the biggest aisle you see is bread, mm-hmm. and they all different brands. It's a lot. Yeah, so a lot. Thing you don't see is old bread on the shelf because it's, it's all getting bought. Everybody has a preference. Everybody has their people. Yeah. So no matter if you're a barber or we've been a barber in the same place or we both do podcasts or we both do this, it is something about unity yeah. and supporting one another and just you know appreciating and celebrating other success because yeah. when we yeah. celebrate success that invites the universe says okay we're gonna give them success we are inviting it for ourselves so yeah. this is so wonderful and the reason why I keep thinking about United is because this is what it reminds me of in a way I used to get really annoyed when people would tell me you know who you remind me of Big Blends ah and- yeah because <laughs> you do the cuts on the street <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you know, in Vic Bliss, what I love about what I know about him and what I love about him is he is a man of God. Mm-hmm. So I can respect that opinion. I don't know him personally, you know. Um, yeah. but I know I don't, you know, and it's okay, it's it's all right. But I used to get annoyed, like yeah. but then I had to you know, like take it as a like, okay. Yeah, because it's 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 amazing. Like when you learn how to celebrate collaboration over competition, then you can really become a champ in whatever you're trying mm-hmm. to do. You gotta yeah. celebrate collaborations. Yeah. Um, we, For a minute I had to I start I was feeling like a hater, like man, let me stop hating. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in essence, you are because you're trying to put them down in your mind and say mm-hmm. that you're higher than them. You know, yeah. like man, comparing me to him, like I'm yeah, I had to stop hating. Yeah, it's I'm like, all right. 
Yeah. And he just, he's accepted and it's a compliment because you know what he's doing is good. But right. at this point in time. But I wasn't trying to be like that, you know, so that's why I didn't like it. Yeah. But it, it has nothing to do with, with your intent at the yeah. end, right? It has to do with their perception. Mm. So their perception is their reality. It has nothing yeah, to do yeah. with what's real. Yeah. But but it's it's amazing because once you start to be like, oh, thank you. You know, you say thank you to that. Then they can appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. You yeah. Try, and you try to tear Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it and they like, oh, you a hater, and you trying to steal his ideas. <laughs> 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 oh, we see what you try to do. <laughs> That's funny. But this has been good. Demar, I don't know if you had any last questions before we wrap up. Um, Nope. I think I ran through all my questions. You got your flashcards and- done? Yeah, I, I got my my flashcards, man. Cause I, you know, like I said earlier, I'm just trying to be a better host. I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna say I'm new to this. This is going on a year that we've been doing the Elevated Barbers podcast. But I didn't bring my best last year. Mm. I had my reasons, but yeah. now that I'm, well, you you know, I persevered through that. I can bring my best. Yeah. So, but, and you know what? I want to say something to you, Delmar. Um, mm-hmm. It's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay to because we don't want to forget about that that's that's yeah. that is your mom brought you into the world yeah you know that's Forever a memory yeah but not a memory in in the past you know um this is what made you who you are and also you know using it to persevere but yeah. so when you say like you know i didn't bring my best that it was for valid reasons mm-hmm. um regardless of what you did you have been through a real that's a tough time that's why Everything I go through, this was the last words of my sister. I'm wearing her. This is her ashes. She on my back. This is a cup that represents her name. Her name was Lucky. You know, I live. She lives with me now. Yeah. So don't try and put it back there so you don't feel it in here. You got to bring it up here and out of there and out of here. And, you know, and it's going to be okay. That's part of healing. Incorporate that. It don't have to be sad. Okay. This is what she would have wanted for you. This is how she's seeing you. You know, so like... It's okay. Make don't let when she died, don't let the memory, don't put it back here. Right. Remember all the good times. This is part of who you are. I'm not gonna say capitalize off of it, but this is make something of it. Make something out of it. Whether it's a candle, do something. That's what I feel in memory. Of her. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Heal mode. You know what time it is. Right? That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to put you right. on my podcast and we go, and I'm going to talk to you and we're going to work on some things that's going to help us to heal together. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So when I get back, I'm starting a podcast back um, maybe in a month or so. I'm waiting on a little. I want you to be my first guest. Oh, there wow. we go. It's, it's an honor. Yeah. I appreciate that for real. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. All right. Thank All you right. all so much for having me. No, this is yeah, We appreciate you. Thank you for allowing me to reflect and, you know, talk heal with y'all yeah and share yeah. drop some wisdom for all those barbers that are trying to grow in the growing phases um you dropped so much gems today it was yeah. like a warm hug for growth mm. so <laughs> so this, this <laughs> was- faith for the future yeah. your your latter days will be greater than your former days which means absolutely he's ahead of you yeah so much greater than the ones behind you we're gonna go through them tough times and yeah. those years because for the last two years you know the barber exposed theater they didn't stop when i stopped yeah, right. and um i felt left out for a time and um i had to you know i had to go through my things i was going through so yeah. uh, you know everybody got their time yeah yeah Everybody got their time. Y'all 
like you said earlier, guys, timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all time coming. I'm excited to be here at the beginning. Yeah, you at the foundation right. stages. This is this is, yeah. this is definitely going to continue to grow. But like we're all in a process. Like life is a continuous journey. So as you go in your journey, understand that growth is going to happen. And as you grow with the growth that happens, then you'll be able to produce a big fruit. So I think that this has been fantastic today. Yeah. Fantastic, man. So, yes, yes. Thank you for joining us. For real, you've really, really. Keep going. Listen, you can make a thousand dollars a day. Yeah, that's right. Consistency, hard work, and don't do it for the money. The money. Yep. Absolutely. Well, y'all heard it here first from the best herself. (laughs) So, for the rest of the uh, world, we are uh, we are gonna finish. We're gonna cap it off here at Elevated Barbers Podcast. Appreciate y'all. We are out. Peace. One, two, three, four. <laughs>